So you light bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames The Godfather's one and two But not so fast, we got them podcast We like that too we like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. Hey, Bon Vivants. Welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast. I'm Brad Jones. Joining me, of course, is the head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith Inloo. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back. What's happening, man? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. There we go. We got a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. This is exciting. This is so much fun. It's great for our uh, film. Uh, We have Mr. Chase Elliott and Bo Shore with us who are going to be putting together a very important film here. in. They're doing it, And they're doing it in the state of Missouri at the Lake of the Ozarks. This is kind of a sister show to one we did earlier with – the producer of this project, Gina Goff, with Gina Goff Productions, you know, uh, Jefferson City native who made it big and has made it big in L.A. and Hollywood. And so it's great to have Gina as a friend and friend of the program. And now we've got these two guys. Hey, Bo, Chase. Hello. Thanks hey. for being with Welcome. us. Welcome to the show, hey. man. Thanks We're for having us. excited yeah. about having you guys. Yeah. So uh, I, let me just kick it off. So you guys have got a you've got a movie coming up. At Niang was in. Bo, did you write this? Did you start the the screenplay or or Chase, whoever? Jump in. <laughs> well, I, where, but, what's before the you answer that, before you answer that, I want to know how you guys met. Oh, and maybe what a little bit, back, right, maybe, you know, and, and how you met, how you got together on this project, and maybe what got you into looking into film and cinema in the first place. Yeah. Well, Should I? I'll go first. Real the story quick. starts sure. with Bo. I think so. Bo, you start. So we're in high school. We went to Campton High School. Um, Chase was a year older than, than me. Um, so the teacher, we had like the TV program, our class. Yeah. Broadcast journalism. Yeah. 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 And the teacher would always show, showcase Chase's work. Like, guys, <laughs> this is how you make a video. <laughs> and I have always been enthralled with film. And I've since you know, I was, I don't know, five years old or so just movies have always taken me away so i was like i gotta know this guy and i think it was an awkward time i just introduced myself i'm like hey your work's awesome i want to work with you and this was in high school yeah i actually i don't i don't remember when we first met i i don't remember like the conversation or um I it, we just met somehow. I don't know. And, and he and fanboyed it, you back in high school. Yeah, I guess. Wow. So you made a real That's impression pretty, on him, though. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. And we <laughs> we became close friends. I think the the broadcast journalism teacher was like, "Oh, you guys need to do some projects together." And yeah. so so we we did some projects together um, for the for the school's broadcast class or whatever. And and that's really where our relationship like flourished. I would say blossomed. Oh, cool. Blossomed. Cool. And that's then, amazing. Yeah. At uh, high school. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Especially so we, in this industry. Yeah. Well, and then we we somehow we didn't even know, but we we went to the same college too. Um. I yeah. I went obviously. I'm a year older than Bo, and then and then Bo shows up my sophomore year, and I'm like, oh wow, we're. we're. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. so yeah. We all through college and. And now we're living in Atlanta together. So. Cool. Now, now, did you always kind of gravitate toward the production side of things? And Bo, I'm assuming, since we'll get into this a little later about the the, the screenplay and the the idea, the creative part of it, did you always kind of lean toward the the creative performance writing side of it? I just knew I wanted to be in or make movies, yeah. and it was funny. I think the best introduction or so Chase and I, after high school, we kind of went our separate ways in college for like, I don't know, a year or two. And then for a class, they had to make a film and he's like, Hey, do you want to like act in this film? And after that, I'm like, yeah, sure. And that really was what blossomed. I want to say like our, our film journey together. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, what was that called? The, uh, postman. 
Yeah, the, the Postman. So yeah. you can search it on YouTube or <laughs> okay, you we can find it on YouTube. Yeah, but that, right. that was. But, but I, I I saw the acting potential in Bo. I was like, God, you know, he's got to got to get in front of the camera here. So. so did you did you do uh like stuff in high school like theater stuff or? I tried. I'm not really a theater guy. Yeah. Um, I kind of get stage fright in front of a lot of people. But whenever you're with a camera and the crew, it's more comfortable. Yeah. I think you get yeah. to know you get to know everyone and sure makes it. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Even because, some of the even some of the greatest actors get stage fright, so that's not unusual. Yeah, yeah but I, I think, think it's interesting that there are there's also people that if you point a camera at them, they completely freak out. There may be only three that's or four true. people, yeah. but that's kind of an interesting interesting, interesting yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. You're the opposite, so <laughs> the camera's yeah. fine. But All right, don't, don't put a theater full of people in front of me. So yeah. I'm, oh. I'm going to do my job here because I see our guest. Yes, they're already well, uh, the, they're the, ahead of the game. They're ahead of you. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, bad. No, no, no. You're fine. But um, yeah, I actually need to see the bottle. <laughs> so one, one bottle. bottle. We're going to start with one bottle. So I asked you guys what you liked, and you um, you gave me some white wine ideas. But our bottle sponsor, when I told him what we were going to do, Matt Green down at uh, Bar Vino, beautiful downtown Jefferson City, pulled this bottle off the shelf and said, "You got to try this." This is an Italian wine, and I love Italian wine. If I could only drink wine from one country, it would be Italy. And I'm going to butcher the names on this thing because <laughs> I'm not sure. But this is Gaja, G-A-J-A, Gaja or Gaja. Uh, and it's from the Piedmont section of Italy, which is up in the northern part of Italy, um, well-known for wine. And this is a Rostia Bass from the um, region of Longje or or Langi. It's either Langi or Longje. Say, say it fast. Fancy. Say it fast, fast and with, with confidence. And That's then. right. Um, so let's. Uh, before I tell you what this is, I want you to look at it, taste it, smell it. Uh, this is a. I can tell you, this is a nice wine. This is interesting, Keith. It's got bubbles. Have you noticed? Uh, yeah, it's got I, some, I noticed that too. It's, it's got a little, a little yeah. bit of effervescence in it. It kind of looks like champagne a little bit. Uh, a little bit. The, the, the bubbles aren't going up, but they're just kind of hanging in there. Yeah. Okay. And it's golden. Not a, not unusual for some whites, but uh, I wouldn't say it's effervescent. Well. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. It's pretty. Upon first sip, it's got a very nice smoothness yeah. to it. So what do, you, what do you smell first? First of all, it's a gold, not, beautiful golden color. It really looks gorgeous in the glass. Honestly, Keith, I don't get a whole big nose on this. I, really? I don't either. It doesn't have. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. No. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm getting Meyer lemon. I'm not joking. <laughs> Red, a green it's apple. A little, I do. Get, I get a little. Yeah, I, I get a little citrus. Just a little lemon. I on, smell lemon some on oak it. on it. I smell a little oak on it. It it's may a, be too cold. It may need to warm up a little bit. It's uh It's oh, not. You know, it's I see more bubbles in your glass than in mine. Yeah. Doing yeah, look, doing the little shake, little stir. Yeah. Look at all the little bubbles down there. It's, it's very, very butter, tasty. Butter, butterscotch. Yeah. It's got big butter. This is, I'm gonna love this. Yeah. This is really delicious. And I'm, you know, I, I don't do oak. I, you know, you've got oh. some Chardonnays that are just, he loves them. This, I hate so, them. So Brad let the cat out of the bag. This is a Chardonnay. It is a Chardonnay. Sorry. I but, didn't want to tell everybody because some people say, I don't like Chardonnay. Well, taste it first. That's delicious. This is a good Chardonnay. So <laughs> do yeah. I have to go to Italy to get it? Or no, do I, it, it, do I no, go? No, you can get it right down here in Jefferson City. <laughs> and, uh, beautiful downtown Jefferson City for all your beverage needs. So I will say that the Gaja, uh, winery is, is well known in the Piedmont region. They're, they're well established, a historic winery. And this Longia region is, it's a hilly area. Um, it's got rivers running through it, but known for truffles. Oh. Yeah, they have a lot of truffles in that area. But this Gaja winery is the, the undisputed king of Barbaresco. Barbaresco's, so these people know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they know I what love, they're doing. I love it's, Barbaresco's, by the way. Yeah, me too. So yeah, anyway. Very tasty. Here's Lovely. the here's the good news for us since our sponsor provided it. This is a ninety dollar yeah, bottle of wine. This is, uh, <laughs> this is not one of the lesser expensive yeah. ones that we've had on the We Like That Too podcast. But, but I tell you what, it doesn't taste like it either. It's this great. This is a fantastic. Really, this is fantastic. Really nice Chardonnay. I'm actually yeah. I'm on a cleanse right now, and I'm not supposed to be drinking. But when you guys told me what the the cost was on this wine, I was like, man, no, this, I, this, I, I need to give this a shot. This, this is <laughs> gonna this is gonna help <laughs> cleanse you though. Any cleanse. Dude, wine is a part of any cleanse. Well, it's, I do, it's, so. it's got the lemon. It's got the lemon scent. So there that's you good. go. That's yeah, good. We'll count it. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, we'll enjoy anyway. Bobby Vance, look that one up. The Gaja Rosda Bass, Cheers. 2018. Yep. So uh, yeah, very Delicious. good. And thank you, Matt Green. Matt, Matthew, Barbino. thank you. This is a great, beautiful one, downtown Jefferson City. Great for all your choice. fine wine and spirit needs. That's right. Okay, back to the interview. So you guys met in high school, picked up the relationship after college. Uh, what got you to Atlanta? So we, yeah, so kind of through, you know, through college, we, we did projects together and, um, did some, did some competitions and everything. And then, um, we, we really wanted to move somewhere that's film centric. And so we, we kicked around LA for a little bit and we were like, ah, everyone's moving away. It's, you know, not really our crowd. And so we, uh, we, ended up choosing Atlanta with, uh, with our other buddy, Weston Lawson. And he moved out there with us and a couple other people. And, um, and yeah, it's, we love the area. We love Atlanta a lot. Okay. Yep. We've been there a year and a half now, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. And this is the situation. It's pretty cool. So there's five of us guys all in a house in the suburbs and the rent is dirt cheap and we're all pursuing the film industry and there's been a couple times where the house has been empty and all five of us have been on just separate sets. The Everyone's whole time. on a different project. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, are, you guys are fine and working, staying busy for sure. Fortunately. Great. Yeah. You know, it, oh. it was, it was crazy. I was a little worried moving there, well, just, sure. you know, new city and didn't know anyone specifically. And, but we moved there in January of last year and by f- late February, I was on my first movie. Nice. I mean, it just yeah. so quick. But it's a, crazy. As I as I'm sure you found, there's a a film community. You know, there's a film community in Springfield, Missouri. Oh, for know? sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so it was a matter of finding that film community, and and you know, sometimes they're, 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 yeah, yeah, they're absolutely looking for people to to help with whatever. You know, there's a lot of lot of jobs on a movie. Well, we talked about this on a previous show about. About the tax incentives in Georgia and how much film production goes on down there, film and television. I mean, what? The Walking Dead shot nine plus seasons Sequoia, down there. I think, and right. they have spinoff series that I think they continue to shoot in Georgia. Yep. And so uh, they've well, made a cottage industry of it. Yeah. Oh, and it's, you yeah. know, if you're watching the movie and you see the Georgia Peach pop up in the credits. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's crazy how many movies, all the Marvels are shot. In uh, Trilla Studios, oh, right next think, to where we used I to live. That. Wow. Um, I, I just watched Prisoners, um, the movie Prisoners, and it had the Georgia P. I mean, yeah. there, there's so yeah. many movies and shows that that's shot. It's really becoming, you know, uh, it's for sure the second film capital. It's almost of, like second Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, the, the the new Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what were some of the fun projects you you've been working on down there, or got a chance to work on down there? Maybe that you could put on your resume. So, okay. So kind of early on, we, we started getting some projects, kind of smaller, um, short film projects. And we worked for free a little bit too. Sure. Yeah. Well, beginning. you know, yeah. you had to. Yeah. That's I called mean, apprenticeship. And you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Paying your yeah. dues, man. For sure. Yeah. The, the good thing is we, we went there with, with a pretty decent reel because we, we, while we were in Springfield, we worked a lot with the, the film community and we, we got into this real niche market of doing acting reels for yeah. acting students. Yeah. And we would film these, you know, cinematic reels for them and it would, it would give us real pieces and it would give them, you know, acting stuff to show for their yeah. acting. Sure. Their audition um, stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, that, that was awesome because we, we were able to build a pretty, pretty good reel. And we had some short films and everything on top of that too. Um, so it looked like we had a lot of projects because we had, you know, <laughs> dozens of these acting reels that looked real cinematic. And right. Yeah. Early on, it was kind of working for free doing paying our dues a little bit. And then, um, got on this project called grace by night, which was, I would say the first kind of larger project that, that we got on. I got Bo on it. Um, and some, some other of our roommates and, mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was so much fun. It was kind of the first big feature film experience that, that we had. Um, and that was, what was that like May? That was of May last of last year in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. So yeah. is it still in post-production or is it, it something we can see? Yet? So, uh, last I heard it was going to be finished in July. So I, I don't know exactly if that's true or not. I know, yeah. I know, uh, he did release it to some film festivals and it, it won all kinds of awards. It got right. best cinematography. It got best uh, 
Best Picture, I think. Um, I mean, it, it destroyed some of these film festivals yeah. that it's been in. And Chase and I were both in the movie. We're like we are. pretty main characters. We're pretty important characters. That was totally not supposed to happen. Not the, so Chase, not you're doing stuff in front of the camera too. <laughs> well, so it was kind of a funny story. They, uh, it's a wrestling movie. And um, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give Nathan a like hey we're promoting yeah. this movie for you it's like yeah. glow yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a wrestling movie and the referee that they had that they had brought out he let them know right before shooting that he had to be out by a certain time and they were like oh oh ma'am what's uh what's going on this is this is not gonna work and so they were, they were trying to find someone to be a referee. And they were like, I was gaffing. I was the lighting technician on that. And they came to me and they were like, Hey, do you want to be a referee? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know the first thing about it. You know, I wrestled a little bit, but back in high school, but I don't know the first thing about it. And I put the thing on and, and I have a slow, a really awesome shot in the movie. Actually, Striped shirt stripe sure and yeah. a whistle, man. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, when you say wrestling, this is like, Competitive high school, college wrestling. It's not like no, WWE. Uh, WWE. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. it's, uh, okay. yeah, high school. It's it's okay. kind of like the Blind Side, but with wrestling. It's, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's got um, starring Antonio Sabato. Real wrestling. Real wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want Hulk Hogan showing yeah, up at my door. <laughs> yeah, they'd beat us a Putting big time. A, yeah, yeah. pile driver. Two little old men. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, that was the first kind of feature, and then after that, I pretty much specifically worked on. We pretty much specifically worked on features after after that, cool. and a couple TV shows, and but since well, for me, since January, I've been a part of four features, which has been incredible on on a resume, yeah, as well as experience, great of, of just how everything works on set since January of this year, you of mean? this year, yeah, yeah, that's not even including last that's year, great. yeah, that's great, so yeah, that's la- awesome, last, yeah, last year probably did five or six features yeah. yeah i mean it's just it's it's a booming it's so a big market so here yeah. if you guys are way too young to know this movie <laughs> but if you want to see a really great wrestling movie vision quest never even heard okay of you gotta look it <laughs> up okay. matthew modine is a young as i maybe his first movie and the soundtrack is one of the best things about it it's one of the first things madonna did coming out of the the box she's on it a lot and uh, Journey has a big part of the soundtrack, oh, really? so <laughs> it's a great movie, very good movie. Actually, good to yeah, listen. Vision Quest, all right, um, watch. All right, so so here's the thing, though. You guys got to let us know when the stuff you're working on comes out and stuff, and we'll put it on the website and promote it, and people can, if they can stream it and that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, or yeah. go to the theater, whatever. Yeah. Let us know. It might take yeah. a year or two to get those. Oh, I know. Yeah, put out, but it, it, I think it amazes most people how long post production takes on. Stuff. Oh, it's yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. And that's, you know, we've, like I said, we've been in Atlanta for about a year and a half now. And so those movies that, you know, Grace by Night was one of the early ones. We did that in May of last year. And yeah. so, and it's just now kind of getting to a point where it's finished. So it, it takes time, um, yeah. you know, for sure. And you Brett, can tell that what's kind of funny, Keith, is, you, you know, when they do some of the interviews and stuff with the stars on, on the big premieres of these big films and stuff, I've seen them ask questions and they kind of look and they're like, well, that was, that was three years was ago. Two years when ago. I, when yeah. I did that, um, uh, oh, oh, yeah. And, you know, it comes to them, but it's amazing to me. They've, they've so moved on. Yeah. You know, they may have done a couple, three more movies in the time it's taken before, you know, the big premiere of, well, of the one they're talking about. I was really astounded. Brad and I both listened to a, another podcast that we're big fans of called Psalm TV. It's about wine and the guy has made, he made, uh, the Samoyer movies and, and he, they just won a huge uh, James Beard Award for one of their documentaries about whole animal butchery and using mm. the whole animal and it's it's called whole animal. <laughs> Interestingly enough, <laughs> took them fourteen years to shoot this thing. Oh, wow. I mean, they sh- they had footage from actually because when they would travel around to do wine stuff, they were always shooting footage. They put they put footage together for years and years to make this movie, and that's I was just like, holy God, that's a long project. That a, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, it's a documentary, so it's a different thing. But yeah, uh, that's how long the project years. went on. My, my goodness, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. okay, let's get to the meat and taters. I want to get. Say. I want to get to the meat and the taters. Here. Right. I want to get to the Niangua of this. Of the, <laughs> I do. Uh, the, I want to get to the, the Niangua program. arm of the program. A little further right. down the river. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Nice. That's the right. end of the river. Okay. The end of the river. <laughs> so. Everything starts with a script. Writers get 
they get shit on. I mean, it just kills me, you know, especially when I, I, I listen to a, a particular podcast that talks about old, old time Hollywood. And it was just incredible to me how badly the, the writers, because with no script, you have no story. You know, it's kind of like the, the, the quarterback that takes the, uh, you know, the, the offensive line out for stake every week. Yeah. It's, you know, why they were treated so badly, I have no idea because without a, without a story, you don't have a movie. You don't have a TV show. That's so, right. um, what was the impetus on the, on the story here? Uh, because it's, <laughs> you did a short, you did a short movie. Tell, and, tell, uh, tell us the name tell us and everything. We're kind of jumping. Yeah, we're kind of jumping ahead, assuming the Bond vivants are with us. But the the story is the movie is at Niangua's end, yes. right? And it's set at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, and so, tell us all about it. I know you guys are from that area, so you've got a hometown connection. Mm-hmm. Tell us how it all germinated and developed, and what you wanted to do with it. Oh man! Well, yeah. First, the, the script is the blueprint of the whole entire production um i want to say this started back in what 2019 yeah and it, it's actually really funny uh it's kind of similar to something like this it was like five guys all of us just sitting around a table a round table and we all had wine in our hands sipping <laughs> like guys we need to make a movie of course um <laughs> that's, how, that's how podcasts get launched yeah, that's right yeah. and 90 percent of that was uh just just us guys hanging out, making pasta and drinking wine and not talking about making a movie. So <laughs> we call it the writer's circle. The writer's the circle. circle. There you it. go. Yeah. Um, this was what, 2019. And then Chase and I started talking about making a f- something feasible at the lake and our greatest resources in our backyard. Sure. Right? We have, yeah, we have, you know, more what shoreline in the coast of California. That's right. Right next to That's us. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. And it, it did like leave a, a bit of a sour taste that they only the Ozark the TV show only came here to just get quick pickup shots. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. were they were at the lake for about a week, I believe, yeah. and yeah. and had Jason Bateman there, and they they shot on the strip and Lovers Leap, and that's about it. Yeah, they did a flyover. Yeah, of, yeah it was mostly B roll stuff. You know, yeah, they, they did a flyover scenery. of the Capitol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. Jeff City. They talk about Jeff City a couple of times, and they've got a little B roll yeah. flyover. And and, it, and it's a cool, it's a cool show. I mean, you know, yeah, for sure. But yeah. it, you know, I think I think just the the Lake of the Ozarks. They felt maybe slightly cheated some people yeah. um, around around the lake area, but uh, that that was like kind of like a big thing just to see how much we could utilize just the amazing place that we're, we're from. Right, right. So Chase and I just started talking, just kind of coming up with different stuff. Um, and I don't really know what, what pinpointed nine was in of two brothers. One brother is on the run from the authorities and the younger brother is there to help him and be basically just keeping him safe the whole entire time. Kind of aiding and abetting. Yeah. 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 I I will say, I think, I think part of it was the fact that like Bo and I, we, we have siblings. And so, you know, the brotherly love aspect is something that was very important to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that when Bo came to me with this idea of two brothers and one of them gets convicted of, um, or suspected of killing someone and that, automatically was like, oh, that, you know, what if that happened to me or one yeah. of my brothers? Yeah. Sure. Well, Keith and I have brothers. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Both, we both have yeah. brothers. I yeah. And it. it's, it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And sure. so I was like, dude, that's a fan. We had a few ideas, but I was like, that is, that is the, probably the idea. The idea. And yeah. so there was this competition, um, mm. that popped up. The and, stars have aligned. Yeah. Almost that competition. Forget his name. Uh, it was a film riot competition for those film lovers out there that, okay. but there was a producer and they were doing this competition where you could submit a five minute short film and, um, this producer would watch it and, you know, it may get picked up, may not, but, sure. but it was this cool competition. And so in 2020, we went out and we wrote these scripts, um, that for the short film, it was like a 15 page script. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think Bo initially wrote it, and then we both kind of took it and expanded it, upon ex- it, made it what it is. Um, okay, so Bo, I'm I'm an amateur playwright. Yeah, and so so what was your process to take this germ of an idea mm-hmm. about two brothers in mm-hmm. this situation, and then develop it into more of a storyline, more of a screenplay? I mean, what did you go through? Did you? Uh, did you yeah. What did you research? What did you think about? Walk us through that process a little bit. 
Well, as you know, being a writer, you write to things that mean the most to you, they're closest to. So yeah. obviously I have a brother, I have a sister, I'm very close with my siblings and family. And I grew up on the Little Niangua um, okay. side of the lake. So my fondest memories are, and I mean still are, of my dad taking us on jet skis down the Little Niangua River mm-hmm. where the water is as smooth as glass and you can see your reflection so that really um, was just something that really spoke to me the most. And I'm like, I just kept on thinking in my mind, I have to make something here. This, again, it's the most personal to me. So we decided on filming at the Lanayangua because, mm-hmm. again, it's just a beautiful place. Yeah. And just the concept of you have a brother, Ollie, who's on the run for alleged murder and the younger brother is just giving him support and supply like that. That was just overall like that would be that was an interesting starter for mm-hmm. for us. OK, well, yeah. And it was like, you know, how far would you go for for a brother? Yeah. That, you yeah. know, I mean, how far would you would you go? Would you turn, turn him in? Would you help him out? Like what's. Or, yeah, that, that was kind of the draw to it. What about character development and that kind of thing? Because, you know, I've seen the short and there are um, there are a couple of characters that are other than just the two brothers. Mm-hmm. Certainly they're the central character. But, you know, what about bringing other plot elements into the, the story? And how do, I'm curious to know because I know what I go through <laughs> when I develop a plot line. You know, what was going through your head? How did you kind of work through? OK, I got this base idea. Now, how am I going to expand it? Well, Again, just the memories, because at the end of the day, and Jason and I talk about this, at Nyingwa's End is more like a love letter to the lake of just kind of like almost real life stories that we've kind of been through. Maybe even like real life dialogue we've heard around the place too. And so, you know, you you have the basis, maybe Gina expanded on this of, so you have two brothers, Ollie and Owen. Ollie's the older brother. Owen's the younger brother. And... Their dad died of mysterious circumstances and no one knows what happened. And the mom from that is estranged and she can't really seem to get over it. So she's in and out of their life. So these are the two brothers and they're all they, they've got. Yeah. And and the older brother, Ollie, becomes kind of the father figure to Owen, okay. the younger brother. Okay. Um, Not, yeah. like Almost like he feels like he needs to take on that role. But they're like, I, would, I want to say like five years in age or so. Yeah. So they're really, I mean, you know how it is with, with siblings. I don't know if you, you two have siblings too. Oh, I yeah, I got a brother. Yeah. 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 Keith's got two. Sometimes I'd be happy sister. to turn him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do okay. know, yeah, I'm I having yeah. an older sister and I don't, I don't like being policed around by, you know, an older sibling. So that's where Owen's standpoint is. Yeah. So you're kind of seeing that dynamic between those two and Ollie is longing to go somewhere else because they've been there since they were born and raised there and everyone is there is expected is expecting them there to stay. Right. So Ollie has growing pains. Owen is still young and Ollie feels like he has the need to take care of his brother Yeah. when his mom's not there. So you have that basis of that dynamic of the family. After <laughs> yeah. that stuff happens. Well, right. I'll, I'll read you I'll, real quick. I have the official synopsis okay. here that's okay. on okay that that's on uh at nine was in as a story about two brothers navigating a life where the odds are stacked against them the mysterious death of their father has led to their to their mother revolving in and out of their lives as one brother begins to unravel the events that led to their father's death he is catapulted into a situation where he becomes uh, suspected of murdering a powerful man in the area whom he truly believes murdered their father. Now, if we haven't said, have we already told the bomb of the There's a short out there they can go see. There's a short out there, and yeah. I was going to ask both of you about the um, the cinematography. It's gorgeous. I don't know uh, who's going to be doing the cinematography for the big movie, but yeah. um, I got to tell you what the imagery at the lake is absolutely gorgeous for yes, this for this you short, know, yeah. and uh, you should be very very proud and tell me is your friend is somebody you know or we always kind of joke that it's kind of hard it's hard to mess up you know filming something at the lake it's just beautiful um but we yeah so after so we shot for the competition we we filmed a version a five minute version of this film back in 2020 okay and pretty much just Bo and i um we had a different person playing all uh owen and it was my, my brother who played was, Owen. His, it was his brother. Was like, your real brother. <laughs> I just snatched him. I'm like, come on, you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we had like two crew members and that was it. And we went out and we, we 
did it and it was not, it was terrible. It <laughs> did not go very well. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, this is a, about a 15 minute short. It's hard to compact all of that into five minutes. Yeah. Um, so then 2021 came around and we were like, Hey, let's, let's redo this. Let's do this right. Let's bring people on. Um, and so we did, we brought on, um, a bunch of people that we had met in Springfield and different yeah. places. Yeah. How did you meet Phoenix? The, uh, he's, he's yeah. the young man that plays your brother. Yeah. And, uh, he's was John of old. He's just, Bolt. he's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get networked in with the, the filmmaking community here in Springfield. And I saw this ad or I, I was like walking downtown Springfield one time and I saw this sign that said actor acting for real. And I'm like, who, like, this is interesting. I, I want to know this, like what this is about. And so I basically like just gave Jonna Voles, she's in charge of that, a cold call one day. So we then, whenever Chase and I, the second time around, wanted to do the second version, the good version, if you want to see it. <laughs> yeah. 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 The one everyone knows and loves. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then brought Jonna on. We said, Hey, we want you to pick out a younger brother who we want to do a big casting call for this. And so she just found Phoenix and yeah. well, they, yeah. they, and there was quite a few that audition. Um, we had, you know, an official casting call. We did an audition at the college and everyone came in and we, and, and there were, I, I don't know how many exactly audition, but there was quite a few, uh, guys that auditioned for that role. And we narrowed it down to, to Phoenix and two others. And so we did, we did a callback with them and, uh, and it, it was evident, like Phoenix yeah, he blew it out of the water. He, he was it out of the park. He yeah. was great. He yeah. was great yeah. in the short. So yeah, he, he's, um, he's, he's incredible. Let's, but, t- let's talk about, since Brad kind of went there on cinematography. So what, what kind of cameras, equipment, what's technically yeah. what sound, what have you got to set up, especially when you're location shooting like that down on the mm-hmm. water? Yeah. I mean, you got elements of nature that you got to contend with. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are yeah. you guys using? Um, I'll first, Answer your question because we, we didn't answer who the cinematographer was. <laughs> right, right. Oh. It was our good friend. He's like one of our best friends. His name's Clayton Potter. Okay, okay. and he's actually our roommate in Atlanta. Shout as well. out to Clayton. He was part industry. of the Animal House. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's part of the Animal <laughs> House. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he is the animal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's great. He knows his stuff. Um, I remember we were talking about it. Chase and I were talking to him. We're like, we want it to be. You, we want you to look at it painterly, meaning almost like as you're going from a painting from left to right. Because again, we want to showcase the beauty of the area, and he nailed it. Not yeah. yes, he did. Part for, yeah, he did. for sure. Some he, gorgeous shots. Yeah. yeah, and and we had we had made you know an extensive lookbook just from the first rendition and everything. I mean, just a very extensive lookbook, and you know similar movies that we wanted him to watch and everything. And yeah, he he killed it. And then we had the drone operator uh, T.J. Hornbeck. Out of, uh, out of Springfield. He's he not got living the bird in Maine. shot. He, he's the one that nice. got the, the National Geographic shot, yeah. as people yeah, call yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Did you, get the, did you get the fish too? The, the, was, was he the jumping fish? He, no, that's Clayton. Uh, that was <laughs> No, I, actually, you guys had asked about that. The jumping fish, um, that was, it, that shot was much longer. And I, I decided, we decided, we went through, you go through a choppy phase when sure. you're editing sure. something. Yeah. Chase's nickname is choppy. My, my nickname is choppy. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. T- we took the short film from 22 minutes to 1452 or whatever it's yeah. at now. Yeah. Um, but that shot with the, the, the fish that jumps out, it was a much longer shot and I cut it shorter. Um, but that meant cutting that fish out it, the fish just so happened to jump out while well, we sure kept, it was I mean, just, it was, it just so happened pure luck gotta yeah. leave the fish but, man. Yeah. Um, but that was all that was that genius thing, yeah. right but I, I cut it shorter and the fish was gone and i was like no i want that fish in there yeah, still. You do. Yeah. and so i i threw the fish back in there um i just <laughs> cut around the fish and put it back there so the yeah but uh well we we have some friends in in the springfield community here into into the you know the film community down there and they talk about the stuff they're using the the handhelds this Steady cams and uh, Tom Baker, former guest on the show, is yeah. often talking about. You guys he'll, know Tommy. Oh yeah, he'll yeah. come up here and bring his, you know, his harness and stuff like that. So technology has just advanced so much. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. And uh, but you know, you know, Keith, as as people in the fourth quarter, like we are, yes. you know, so you, that's you, a good way to put it. You get a little tired sometimes. <laughs> You get a little tired sometimes of your, of your, of your grandkids, you know, telling you, uh, how to fix your, uh, 
your your phone yeah, or your, your, phone or your watch iPad, yeah. or anything. But you know where you can actually get some tech advice? Where? From your local library. No. You can. We've got the Missouri River Regional Library, and they offer a one-on-one tech time uh, program over can there. Can you send your parents there? <laughs> they haven't sent me there yet. I mean, I no, I'm talking about my parents. Oh, your parents. Uh, yeah, I know. I haven't been mandated to go, but you oh, know what? Man. It's one on it's one on one time with a tech expert at the library. Nice. And they train you how to use your device, yeah. whether that's your f- new phone. And let's face it, you know, with phones changing yeah. as fast as they they do. You know, every time you get a new phone, you got to learn yeah. something new. Well, you you like, get comfortable yeah. with where everything is, and yeah. sometimes you get a new phone well, that's and amazing. they move stuff around. You get a new computer. So, but you, you know what? You can check your local library, and we use wow. Missouri River Regional Library, and Beautiful. I'm sure all of my bon vivants out there have their own library. Check your local library. Go see what they've got. They may be able to help you out. Tech support at the local library. Who knew it? And, you know, like we say, the library is not just a building full of old books anymore. That's right. And we want to thank Missouri River Regional for being one of our sponsors. Yes, we do. So thank you very much. There you go. They probably even have the latest information on all the high-tech cinematography that's going on. That's right. I'm sure they do. That's right. When these boys get their movie made, uh, who knows, at some point down the road, you're going to be able to get on Canopy at your local library and see your film. The other thing is our local library does like special screenings and showings of stuff like that, too. They do. might find down at the lake, the library down there. I, In fact, you probably should check with them down in Camden and see if they'll do a local screening of your short and show yeah, it to the sure. public and Ooh. get a little press out of the deal. It's a great That'd idea. Cool. Say no more. That'd yeah. be cool and have the movie makers right there and well, answer questions. That, you bet. I'll go so, to that. Yeah, Let me know awesome. when that is. <laughs> so. so the next thing, and we, you know, in a previous episode, we talked with Gina Goff, a producer, about trying to make this short into a feature-length film, and you've got the screenplay for it, right? Mm-hmm. We sure do. do. Let me ask you this. Many drafts. Many drafts. Did you have the full? Did you have the full script before you had the short? Should we tell them? Come on, (laughs) we we, we definitely should. No, we didn't. Okay, Um, you didn't. All right, all right. We we made this project and we kind of jumped the gun a little bit. We had a great basis, yeah, but we we didn't uh, put the extra effort in to to make the well. Really, I, I yeah. would say really what it was is this competition had had a time limit, and so we had ah. to we had to write the short film for this competition. Sure, and then you know we then decided to do it again, so we rewrote the short film a little bit, and we we did that again, and so we yeah we we just had the short, but we yeah. had, we had the outline and the idea for the feature. Yeah. yeah, but guys, how many people have pitched a treatment? And they don't have one word of the actual yeah. oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you're ahead of the game. Well, sure. you know, how many bet, times does it get yeah. changed in the production? Oh, I mean, yeah. rewrites and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, up until it's done. Up until editing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I bet you know, Keith, you know, when someone asks you, you're like, it's all up here. It's all in the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And like 99%. Like everyone I talk to, a lot of people who I talk to who are what script writers or want to be, Scriptwriters, they always say it's all up here. It's all up here. Yeah. You, got, well, you got to put that to the on paper. But, but even when you get it on the page, and you think it's all up here, and now I've got it on the page, it's like, yeah, that's not that's what not I good. thought it was going to be. <laughs> and we, that is not yeah. good at all. <laughs> they, they, I need to change that. That, that, that. My problem, yeah. and my problem is, I edit while, I, and I'm, I've heard from and read so many times, don't edit while you write. And I do. Yeah. I'm terrible about oh, yeah. editing while I'm writing. And so. Well, there, there's the vomit pass. That's the very first pass of anything you write is a vomit <laughs> yeah. pass. So. Never heard it referred to that, but yeah, I but certainly know what you mean. That's, uh, yeah. well, that's pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. yeah. And we, we had, we had that. Um, I, so I think actually, Gina actually she probably had the second vomit pass or the second. Not second I think she, pass. I think she got the first the first one that you wrote. So tell tell them a little bit about like the initial script that we had for the feature. There I was. <laughs> I told Chase I need to go on a vision quest. Yeah, and so this was in Atlanta. And for those of you who don't know, my long story short, my brother. This is the time he's a senior in high school. Uh, he plays football. He's a quarterback for Camden. Is my dad's last year coaching as well, and so I wanted to make the trek from Atlanta to Camden to watch my brother and my father play their last football game. So I told Chase, I'm like, "Don't you worry, I'm going on a vision quest." <laughs> <laughs> and so that was around. I want to say that was like three days. I took the long way home 
And that was three days from Atlanta, spent a couple nights in Nashville. He he put the seats down, put the mattress in the, in the SUV. Ah. Yeah. Spent the night in my car for a couple nights. The real deal. Hung around at coffee shops. Um, and then eventually made my way. I think I stopped by, by St. Louis around that area and then made my way back home to, to the LOZ. And my family have a, a cabin and I stayed there for another week, just yeah. getting it knocked out. And finally, after a, you know, a week and a half of, of writing, it was there. Yeah. The script was there. We, we had, we had, and we had an official script. Yeah. It wasn't the have official. a foundation to work from though. That's the thing. Absolutely. So, well, congratulations. Yeah. It, it so. was, it yeah. was great though. I mean, it was, it was, uh, the foundation was definitely there and that's the one that, uh, Gina actually, cause we were working, I, I believe we were work, working on the second version when Gina got a hold of us and wanted us to send her a script. Yeah. And so she actually, I think saw the very first version. Yeah. And that was before, I don't know. We, we got that, that first draft down and then by luck, Gina then messaged us. I want to say a couple of days later without yes, even knowing at all. Yeah. It, it was yeah. very quickly after he finished. Yeah. Well, it's exciting that you've at least gotten uh, somebody who wants to get behind it yeah. and and turn it into that feature thing. So anything else you want the Bon Vivants out there to hear about, you know, know about the process, we're certainly going to look for it. Uh, we know post-production may be a long, uh, drawn-out process, but please promise us you'll keep us in the loop on what's going on. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. Uh, we can, we'll, we'll promote and we'll send links. And if you have promos or shorts or whatever please let us know and we'll post them and and uh help you spread the yeah. word about stuff we're and so it, glad you guys could join us yeah today. We're, we're just thrilled and and when you get to yeah. shooting uh you know if you're at the lake keith and i can come down we can pack this stuff up and oh, we yeah. can come down we'll, and, we'll do this again when it we'd, gets we'd yeah, love for to sure. come yeah. down and visit you on the set because we'll i know those, another episode they can no be doubt. boring yeah i, I know <laughs> yeah. there's downtime when yeah. you're shooting sometimes yeah. no, so sure. put us yeah. to work put us to work we've already talked about you know you know you need to uh Two old guys with low self-esteem with That's right. at the bar. We could be your guys. We're your oh, guys. Stop. We're your guys. Hey, we're there. We're there. All right, Brad. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most heralded and anticipated part of the show. Yes, it is. This is the El Bandito Yankee Tequila Top 3 Picks. That's right, Brad. El Bandito Yankee Tequila is the official sponsor of the We Like That 2, 3 Top Picks portion of the podcast. It is indeed. Hey, Keith, let's tell the Bombivants about the top three reasons El Bandito Yankee is our choice when it comes to premium tequila. Well, first of all, El Bandito is authentically created by traditional methods using only mature Blue Weber agave. So you know it's the real stuff. That's right. And it's confirmed 100% additive free. But you know the best reason, Brad? What's that? It's the taste. Mixing it with your favorite cocktails or you're just sipping it straight. That's right. Whether it's Blanco or Reposado, El Bandito Yankee tequila goes down nice and easy. You bet it does. And you know what they call that at El Bandito? It's criminally smooth. smooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's premium tequila at a palatable price. So ask for it wherever you buy your fine spirits. El Bandito Yankee tequila. And now it's time for our top three Picks. This is a fun one, yeah. Because we're we're with our peeps and today. very topical. We're with we're we're with movie people today, and we so talked about the gorgeous cinematography in at Nyingwa's Inn. So today's three top picks. It's sort of similar to one maybe we've done before, but we don't care. It well. Yes, we did do it before, but it is such an incredibly ridiculously broad oh, no kidding. Uh, thing. No kidding. We could do this one every week. I think before it was movie one. moments, and we're going to try to kind of stick to cinematography moments or scenes in a movie and we'll, things yeah. that are beautifully shot and have a great impact on you. So, uh, I, well, so that's the three topics. So, Chase, we'll start with you. All right. I'll let you go first. So, uh, so you're your first Three top pick for cinematic images or moments. Yes. So this might be on some of your guys' lists. I don't know. It's, it's very, a very common, you know, one on, on the list, but Shawshank Redemption falling out of the, the tunnel, looking up, raining down. Not only is it, is it just breathtaking cinematography by Roger Deakins, but also just the scene, the feeling you get when you watch it. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay. I, like, I like the feeling that he's Chase wa- knows he's, how to play the game. I, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the feeling that he's washing all the poop off of himself. Yeah. Well, that, oh, that, the that, rain and yeah. yeah, it's just no yeah. good 
good choice. Uh, that was on. I, I think when we pr- played this game earlier, that was one of the ones that popped up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good choice. Love it. Yeah. And um, we're just major Shawshank. Oh yeah. Shawshank's fans. in my yeah. top. I mean, it's well, and top then, five, if not top three. And then yeah. the last shot too, when, when they finally rekindle, um, you know, Andy and yes, and then he's walking across oh, you know, the, the beach, walking across. Yeah, yeah, and you know at, they're going to uh, reunite. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Zawatanejo, yeah, Zawatanejo, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Bo, you're up. So I'm going to go with also another Roger Deakins movie, um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That is a okay. twisty title, right there. <laughs> it is. It's a mouthful. Um, now, like. Now, when I think of a movie that just always like sticks in my head, it's always the visuals from that movie. And yeah. one visual in particular is like, so there's the camera and there's a window seal and it, it just has, I think Brad plays Jesse James, but him coming down through the, the, the house and it just, I don't know why it just always sticks in my head. All right. It's so. been a long time since I've seen that movie, Bo, but correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't there a lot of shots through windows in that movie? There's a lot, but there's one in particular, and people who have probably seen it will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think it's I think Jesse James is going to this house to kill this guy. And you just see just the ominous presence of this guy on on his horse yeah. coming to the cabin to to do it. So do the, the, yeah, I, yeah. I just seem to recall a lot of shots being framed. With frames, frame within a frame. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. like framed with a window frame, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and maybe it's it, again, it's been a long time. So yeah, yeah, good. Okay, good call. Good call. Good call. Yeah. All right, all right. So my first one, <laughs> it's interesting because we've alluded to it. We've alluded to something similar in your all's short, the bird scene, <laughs> but yeah. mine is from out of Africa. Um. David Watkin is the cinematographer. Sidney Pollack directed that movie. I don't think I even knew that. Okay. I love, I love Sidney Pollack. But it's yeah. an arrow. It, it's, it's an, it, they're flying in an airplane in Africa and they fly over the lake and these, they look like flamingos, but they're large wading birds take off in a huge flock and they kind of fly through this flock of birds. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful shot. Really cool. And so that, that's one of mine. It just really stands out as a, Gorgeous cinematic image, and the bird shot in your sh- in your short reminded me yeah. of that. <laughs> so you've got a great homage there. Well, very cool. If you don't very know cool. that movie, I encourage you to at least look up that. Oh, scene. for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a gorgeous film. Yeah. Um, but uh, that one, sh- there's a lot of good, good, a lot of good cinematography in that film. But that one image stands out. Yes. Yeah. My first one's a double. Um, I cheated. You can't. Have it, it. Well, I did. <laughs> it's a, it's a double Hitchcock. Oh, uh, I mean, how can you not? Oh how can you not do? Of course, it, the whole shower scene in Psycho is so disturbing, even Very to cool. this day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was considered one of the the greatest cut scenes ever. Oh yeah. But the last part of it, where you see the water. Uh-huh. turn dark and it's black and white and the water turns dark and goes down the drain, down the drain. Mm-hmm. And circles you know, down the drain and circles down the drain and you know she's a goner yeah which which is with the blood which is chocolate syrup actually well, yeah. oh, i didn't yeah. know that because it's black and white sure. so you can't tell sure. yeah. they use chocolate syrup for okay. that okay yeah. well very good so good call I, i'm sorry well go, there's go another ahead. one all right go ahead the other one that i think is just absolutely genius is in the birds where Tippy is sitting on the bench and she has no idea and there's the jungle gym behind her mm-hmm. and, and one keep, by one yep. the birds start gathering yep. on the jungle gym and you're going oh shit yep this is well, good <laughs> i thought you were going to say this the phone good. booth the well, phone booth, the yeah. phone booth is pretty freaky. That's the phone booth they actually, is is kind of like what you were talking about earlier you know that's the actual attack no no you're right the psychological right. part yeah. of the suspense, oh, man. The yeah, suspense the suspense is in the first part. And the yeah, genius right. of Hitchcock yeah. is you're looking at that thing, and all of a sudden you got a couple birds, then you got more and more and more and keep more collecting, and yeah. they keep yeah. collecting. Yeah. You think this, this isn't is good. good. No, this no. is not good. Something's not right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you get spooky music, and you get the spooky music. Yeah. The music behind the some music. Of the we need to remember to do this, Brad, because several of these 
image things that I have, if it wasn't for the music behind it, it would be, be no. well, they would still hold well, up, but it's would, like but the, the music adds so much for sure. to it. For I mean, sure. think about Jaws, you yeah. know, think about, you know, it's almost become iconic. Dun, 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 well, dun, 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 you know, if you ever watch like somebody's going to get eaten. Oh yeah. If you ever watch a documentary of the making of a movie and you're watching the cinematography with no soundtrack, it's like, this is boring. Very boring, yeah. <laughs> it's really boring. Yeah, very boring. It's something underneath this. Yeah. For sure. Chase, All right. Chase, you're up. Chase All number right. two. So this is less of a cinematography and more of just a moment. Um, I've got a couple of those too. So, yeah. But uh, Rocky 2, Super Fight 2, when both Rocky and Apollo knock each other out. That is every single time I watch it, my heart skips. A, I, I know it's coming. Every time I watch it, my heart skips a beat, and I'm like, "Oh my!" Like it was so brilliant to you know when you're making a sequel, try to do things similar but different. That was such a brilliant way to to make a sequel and to yeah. make the ending of the sequel yeah. and so suspenseful too. Yeah, he's just climbing the ropes trying to get up. Oh God, it's great. Yeah, and he he falls down, and then he gets back up again. Yeah, it was yeah. Well, and even the shot itself, you know, goes to slow motion, and you just see them like just falling down, just. Oh man! Yeah, the use of slow motion and that's phenomenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great moment. And they're up close. They're up close. I mean, they're not. You know, you can the, the makeup and all yeah. the pugilistic choreography and stuff. It's all great. Well, you know, they they actually have the cameras. The cameras that are in the shot. That's they're dressed up to look like film, like uh, you know, news cameras or whatever. But they are the oh, actual are the cameras. Actual cameras. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they are. So yeah. you know all this technical yeah, stuff. Yeah, there you that's go. Great. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's very cool. Cool. All right, Bo. Number two. All right. I'm going to choose an oldie, but goodie. Um, it's called Cool Hand Luke. If you guys have ever seen that, oh, Paul Newman. Have we ever me? seen Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> what we have here? Does a bear wear a funny hat? <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a good movie. That's a great it's movie. one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. But there's a shot where he's like, I can eat 50 eggs. And then he eats 50 eggs. And after that, his belly is all bloated. <laughs> and everyone leaves him on like on the, ta- the, on table. the table. Yeah. Yeah. And he does like the, the Christ formation yes. almost. And the cool like symbolism behind it is there's 50 eggs fit for 50 prisoners. And people like the prisoners are finding their life through Luke or living through Luke. Yes. And so you kind of have that symbolism in a way that Luke is like that Christ like figure right. in right. the, in the prison with the prisoners yeah cool yeah. cool stuff very good that's a great one that is and, I, and george kennedy's like rubbing his belly yeah, oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. A great scene. that's a great scene they yeah. uh there was tcm did a little background on that one it said it was at a point where several of the people in the cast got sick just watching them <laughs> eating <laughs> eating the eggs yes. and yeah. the smell well, of boiled eggs oh, and they got man. hot and he said oh, it was God. just it was oh. disgusting. It well, was Brother just, Martin. Yeah. What we have here yeah. is yeah. a failure to, to communicate. communicate. And knowing <laughs> you know, knowing how scenes are shot and how like the behind the scenes process, you know he had to eat like probably all day eat oh, those he eggs. Did. He did. Oh, yeah. And that's why the other <laughs> he goes I think Paul was okay, but some of the other guys were well, like, Newman was a method guy yeah, anyway, so he to, was probably doing the, you know, doing I'm all sure. he could. So. In a barf. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So my second choice is um it's first of all it gets an honorable mention, but there's a new uh version of it that I am really going to go with. Uh the opening scene in Saving Private Ryan is, mm, is, is yeah. certainly yeah, iconic. I don't know if you've seen the 2022 version I won the best picture Oscar for All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Yes. Phenomenal yeah. military war footage. And um not only just the trench warfare but there's one scene where they're making a charge out of the trenches across no man's land and they're in these craters, these bomb craters and the water is blood red and they're, you know, they're these bodies and it's just, it's brutal. It's, it's, it's brutal, but it's, it's beautifully brutal. Oh, it's yeah. about the only way I can put it. Yep. The cinematography is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so glad that movie won. I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Hard to watch. Just yeah. like Saving Private Ryan. Very hard. Difficult yes. to watch, but so, you know, Veterans will tell you you can never recreate that environment, 
but they come pretty close. They said yep. they get pretty close. They, they come pretty close. Yep. Uh, for a non-combatant, it's about as close as you can get to what the real thing might have been like. For so, sure. All quiet on the Western Front. That was James Friend. He hadn't done much else, apparently. David Watkin, to go back one, has another great one the, with the, the guy who did Out of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever heard of a little movie called Chariots of Fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the beach scene, you know, again, but the Vangelis movie, uh, the music underneath that made that scene, too. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. That's number two. Um, Dr. Jones? I I picked one because it I, when I watched it uh, the first time, and it was 1970, I thought it was just one of the most interesting ways to, to uh, start a movie. And it was the huge garrison flag and it was the opening speech of Patton. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's now cinematography. There is none. It is a, I disagree. It, well, I mean, there's, it's a the single, pullback shot on that, on that flag with well, him, yeah, with him walking forward is a great cinematic yeah. shot. But I'm, I'm talking, there's not a lot of cuts and stuff. No. I mean, there's, it, it's, it is, it is straight on, like Patton, and he gives that speech, and believe me, his troops knew exactly where he was and what their job was. And I thought, oh, my God. I went with Dad, and uh, I'm sitting there going, and it was, you know, it's quiet. There's yeah. attention, I think. Be seated. Be seated. <laughs> and he comes up, <laughs> and I just thought, I, it's, it's in my top three favorite uh, military movies anyway. So I have an older brother who's four years older and he had a, he bought a cassette deck Mm -hmm. stereo when cassettes were new. Yep. Way before you guys were born. (laughs) And he got in the Columbia music house music club 13 for a penny and he was a trumpet player so there was a lot of you know like the soundtrack to Patton was a lot of trumpet you know military type stuff so he bought the soundtrack the soundtrack was a great great soundtrack yeah but the opening speech was the first track on that soundtrack you're gonna think i'm a nerd i memorized that speech as a kid i mean you know, I actually feel sorry for those poor sons of bitches. <laughs> We're not just going to murder them. That's We're awesome. Going to use their guts to grease the treads of our tanks. Oh, that's mm. great. That's yeah, great. great. So that's great. <laughs> Brutal. So anyway, Patton, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the, the, actually, there's there's several cinematography type things in that movie that I thought were. Amazing and and pretty realistic. I mean, people forget that it's it's in the, you know, where he fought. That was a, that it was, was a good military. It was, I agree. Uh, I agree. It was in the winter. He was the and point of the spear. There was yep. mud, yep. and that meant those guys were marching in the mud. Yeah, that was brutal. And he expected them. If you were going to go from A to B, he expected you to be at B. At the time that it was, he was going to be there, and not only that, you were going to fight. Well, that had to be brutal shooting, uh, filming conditions. Oh, oh, I think they they filmed it in Hungary. Yeah, you can't. You know, one of my favorite lines from that speech though is, "So when your grandson asks you what what did you do in the Great World War II, you won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana.'" You put your hand over you, and it's a goo. It's a goo. It's a goo. It's your buddy. best friend's face. <laughs> You'll know what to do. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. We're done. Go um, ahead, Jace. So I, I have. It's more than you ever want to know yeah. about the movie, Pat. <laughs> so I have. This is two. Um, and I, I couldn't decide where to put them. One of them is a common one. And, and that's why I wanted to do another one. Um, the common one is, and this is scene moment, but also cinematography is the. Of course, I am your father. Empire Strikes Back. Sure, scene oh, moment yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. one of the greatest twists in cinematic history. But the cinematography too is I I love in that. That's the best cinematography in my opinion in all of Star Wars. The orange and the blue um, lighting that they have, and all yeah. the smoke and everything during that fight. It's it's absolutely incredible. And you have like the silhouette of Darth Vader, just ominous, and this young kid trying to fight them. It's Scene wise, movie wise, it is one of my favorite. It's so inspirational too, because again, you have this guy, this kid who doesn't know what he's doing, but he's trying to defeat the odds. Yeah. Which in a way, I, I kind of 
you know, I feel like we can relate to a little bit. All right, Bo, you're next. All right. Man, there's what's that one film we saw with a guy on a John boat with the birds going over? <laughs> <laughs> Good you one. I love the confidence. Yes, that's right. I gotta say that was a beautiful cinematic moment. There's no it was. It. it really truly was. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. I'll go along with that. Yeah. I, I've got no problem with taking but that. I don't, I don't either. Well, I don't and I think, either. you know, uh, as far as ownership, you should take that. That there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good I, with that. I didn't do the shot, so that's yeah. yeah. no, all right. <laughs> well, it's even better, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll give you one more, um, just in case. The uh the Inglorious Bastards opening scene as far as like scene moments is, is an incredible scene. Like absolutely like, like as far as like, you're talking about Christoph Waltz Christoph interview Waltz. of the French oh, yeah. farmer. Yes. Oh my God. Is- now, see that. So that we've, cause we've done performance and acting moments mm-hmm. also. It's that incredible. just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand yep. up. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, and cinematography too. And it's it, the fact that like he flips the, uh, Robert Richardson, the cinematographer, he flips the 180 as yeah. soon as like kind of the tensions start rising. He flips the 180 immediately and it's like, Oh my God, what's going on? Well, you know, Christoph Waltz as a performer, as a performer in that movie was phenomenal, but the, I don't know who he is. The dude who played the French farmer in that movie was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's like the foil, you know, he's yeah. like the, he's like the low key guy. Waltz has all the cool stuff with the pipe and the milk and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but the farmer is the one who's just like under the radar, you know? Yeah, for sure. But you can just feel, you can that feel it. Pressure. Oh, you can yeah. feel it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Good that, call. That's Good a scene moment. That's yeah. 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 So my, my third one, I hope you guys have seen this. This is an old movie. If you haven't, I certainly uh, recommend it. And, and, you know, you have to take movies in their era, you know, technology-wise and things like that. The the way movies were shot, the ability to shoot ther- certain things. But there's a shot in a classic movie, Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. where it's an overhead boom. I'm sure they were using a crane. Oh, yeah. They didn't have drones back then, but it's no. a crane shot. When Scarlet is trying to make her way through the crowded post battle, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. All the bodies and stuff, and it, the crane follows her through. It's a phenomenal it's like red, shot. The, the sky, yeah, the sky is red. Yep. It's just a phenomenal overhead crane shot, and and that movie pushed the boundaries of its time. Oh, yeah. as far as cinematic limits. And so uh, that was two cinematographers got credit on that movie. It was Ernst Haller and Ray Renahan. I I just thought that was a, a a great moment. There are several in that movie actually. Oh, yeah. But that was pretty uh pretty iconic um that that image of the overhead as she made her way through that crowded city center. Incredible. It was a great great yeah. great call. Great call. I had I've got some honorable mentions. One of them was the 10 commandments. Oh yeah. Because yeah. nobody really had figured out how to part the Red Sea. No. Uh, and well, there's, one guy and there's a lot of other, one guy had this, well once, once. <laughs> they weren't the, okay they weren't the first to he do wasn't it. around yeah but I couldn't <laughs> ask him so yeah. anyway but but that was considered you know the, yes. the techniques and stuff that they used mm-hmm. to do that the other one that I had a scene that from a movie that I just the look of the movie I loved was the sting <sighs> I yeah. loved that movie. It's one of those. If it's on, I'll watch. Yeah, I'll oh watch yeah, it. definitely. But the the card game and the way they cut the card game with Robert Shaw and and Paul Newman was. And there's some great poker. There's some great poker scenes in movies. This one mm-hmm. where you've got two cheaters and. The one cheater beat the other cheater. Yeah. And they both, and they both know that. And they cheating. both know that. But they can't call each other out. And they can't call each other out. Yeah. But, but the way he cut that and, yeah, and the way great, it went back and forth, cause it went back and forth just like the card hand and, and, and Newman pulls that, gets that little smile on his face and puts those down. And then you see his reaction. Yeah. And he says, you know, it, you didn't need words. Right. I've been out cheated by a better cheater. Yeah. Yep. And I thought, so I love that movie. That's great. Though. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I know what you're, you're trying to say, but 
That movie was stylized. Oh, it was so stylized. It, it had a so look. Cool. It, it, everything about it had a look that it's like you were transported back to that time. Yeah. Yeah. Co- not, and not just costumes, but just something about even filters or lighting or mm-hmm. whatever they were doing. Marvin Hamlisch did the, uh, well, yeah. uh I mean, Sound, the, again, the, soundtrack. The, the, you talk about soundtrack. Was, My gosh. Was, you know, the American songbook as oh, far no as, kidding. as, uh, jazz. The entertainer. Uh, and yeah. The entertainer. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody who was, everybody, every kid who sat down on a piano but never had a lesson learned to that song. Tried to. The entertainer. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was fun. Anybody, yeah, anything else? Any other, you got any other guys, honorable Thanks mentions? for joining us, yeah, guys. This has been us. great. And please, please let us know what's going on. Keep us in the loop. We'll promote your stuff. We'll try and uh, let the Bon Vivants know what's going on out there with you. And, and certainly at Niang was in this project that you're working on. So Wonderful. we really want to get behind it. And uh, You betcha. Yeah, we really we're very, very proud of you guys. We uh, are you. proud of you. Local that. guys. We, we, wanna, we consider the lake in Camdenton, uh, central Missouri, and part of our backyard. It's our so, backyard. Yep. Um, uh, more power to you. So we hope you're ultra successful. And we want to be in the movie. Um, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> is, begging, is begging out of the question? You've, I think you've done that. I think shameless, I've done that. Shameless, shameless self-promotion. There you, there you go. go. We don't care. Hey, if you're not going to do it, who else? Right? Yeah, we, right. we, we've right. done a little bit of that, too. Right. Right. Well, yeah. You got to. You, you got to. Right? I mean, yeah. come on. If you're not going to get anywhere sitting around waiting for somebody to give you something, yeah. you know, right. it's not going to sure. happen. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Dr. Jones. All right. Thank you, Bobby Bots. Remember to rate, review, stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, welikethatpodcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So everybody, hey, remember the numbers. One bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we, we like, like that, that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too.